Ubaidullah Hurra Jofi is an individual that was not a follower of Amir al Mu'mineen. He chose to oppose Amir al Mu'mineen and he joined with Muawiyah. And after the death of Muawiyah, uh, sorry, after Muawiyah taking control of Sham, he chose to remain in Sham and not accept the Khilafat of Amir al-Mu'mineen, even though he had a wife in Kufa. His wife, because he wasn't coming from Sham, they had no news of him. Her family members forced her into, uh, made her believe that her husband is dead. We've heard nothing from him. So after some years, she remarried. Ubaidullah Jofi hearing about this, and there's a reason why I'm telling you this, because you need to understand this individual's life. Ubaidullah Jofi hearing this, leaves Sham and comes to Kufa, and comes to complain to Amir al-Mu'mineen. Says, Ya Ali, my wife, this is what's happened. I need you to resolve this matter. Amir al-Mu'mineen says to him, but you are the one that went and aided our enemy. And now you've come to me for help. He says to Amir al-Mu'mineen, he says, Ya Ali, will you deny me justice in my case? Will you, Ali, deny me justice? At that point, Amir al-Mu'mineen, even a Christian is writing a book about Amir al-Mu'mineen and entitling it Assault al-Adalat al-Insaniyah, the voice of human justice. Amir al-Mu'mineen says to him, fine. Let's go. He goes, resolves the issue that is at hand. And Ubaidullah Jofi marries his wife again. Years go by, he remains in Kufa. Amin al-Mu'mineen's death happens. He remains in Kufa. Fast forward, he begins to hear that Aba Abdullah is arising and is making his way to Kufa. And Imam Hussein is about to start a revolution in Kufa. Ubaidullah Jofi packs up his bags and leaves Kufa as fast as he can. Because he goes, I want no part of this. He wants to leave. So he goes out of Kufa and ends up in a place just outside Karbala. Allahu Akbar. Look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works. In a place just outside Karbala, where he thinks, now I'm safe from anything Hussein may ask me. Yeah, I want nothing to do with this. And he leaves. So this place, uh, Qasr Bani Maqatil, is outside, just outside of uh, modern-day Karbala. And he camps there. It just so happens about Abdullah is diverted by Hur and is diverted towards Karbala. Now, when they reach this place, they see a tent already there. So Abdullah goes to one of his messengers, go and inquire who this person is. So they say, oh, it's Ubaidullah Jofi. Ahlul Bayt knew Ubaidullah Jofi. So Abdullah says, okay, fine, tell him, will he join us? So the messenger goes to visit Ubaidullah Jofi and says to him, Abba Abdullah, he says, no, no, I want nothing to do with this. You know, tell uh, Hussein I have nothing uh, to give or anything. Um, you know, I'm, it's not my problem. Yeah? We say that, it's not my problem. 
So Abu Abdullah himself goes. Abu Abdullah himself goes to his tent. Abu Abdullah says to him, listen, Ubaidullah Hurrajofi, I know that you didn't aid my father. You're not from amongst our followers. You are of the Uthmani Madhab. And I know that you didn't help my father. You didn't aid my brother. But Ubaidullah Hurrajofi, I'm giving you an opportunity to wipe away all of those sins that you have committed. Join me and I guarantee you the shifa of my grandfather on Yomul Qiyam. So join me, I guarantee you that shifa. What Allah looks at Abu Abdullah, says, Ya ibn Rasulullah, I know that you are on haq, but look, I want no part of this trouble, no issue. You know, here, take my horse. This is the fastest of horses. Ya ibn Rasulullah, this will take you from one place to another very quickly. And I'll give you one of my swords, according to some narration. It says, my sword. The sharpest of swords. Abu Abdullah says, we don't need your swords. We don't need your horse. We need you to come with us. He says, I can't come. Ubaidullah Jofi is the example I use often. I've said it here in passing as well in the, the previous lectures. That Ubaidullah in our modern times, Imam was saying, join my cause, join the cause of the Imam. In our modern day language he was saying oh no i'll just give a donation i'll just give a donation to your cause but you know if you ask me to come early to the idara and you know vacuum and clean and open the doors then but donation no problem how much do you need Abdullah doesn't require donations he requires a person's own wujud to actually take that step towards him. The cause of Abu Abdullah is about sacrifice. Writing a check is very easy. Ubaidullah Jofi says to the Imam, Yabna Rasulullah, I cannot join you. Imam al Hussein leaves. The event of Karbala occurs, Ubaidullah Jofi is seeing what has happened and he begins to recite poetry Ubaidullah until you are alive repent the fact that you didn't join Abu Abdullah he's remorseful then he hears about the rising of Mukhtar so he joins with Mukhtar he goes on an expedition with one of the generals of Mukhtar to Tikrit and there he gets into an argument and the general wasn't happy with him. He said to Mukhtar, this guy historically has never been anyone's ally. He's always turned his back on people. Mukhtar says, nonetheless, look, he may have repented. Get to Takrit, he turns. And he leaves and breaks his allegiance to Mukhtar. And joins Ibn Zubayr, Mus'ab Ibn Zubayr, who's also leading a revolution. He comes, he joins him. Now when he joins Mus'ab ibn Zubayr, he says, I already know you. So he's cautious of him. A short while later, he breaks his oath with Mus'ab ibn Zubayr and raises his own army to come and attack Kufa. When he realizes that actually now there's no escape for me, he's surrounded everybody, he's going to die because the situation was such, now he'd entered into a war. The narration says that Ubaidullah in the end, 
He gave up, jumped in the Furat and killed himself. This is that individual. Abu Abdullah has given him an opportunity. I gave you his whole life so that I can, the one part. Abu Abdullah, when he leaves Ubaidullah Jafi, he recites the ayah of the Holy Quran that I recited in front of you at the start of the lecture. When Ubaidullah Jafi says, I can't join you, Abu Abdullah recites this ayah of Surah Al Kahf, verse 51. It says, says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, and nor could I take those who lead others astray as helpers. Those that are the mudalleen, I could not take them as people to help me in my cause. So what's the origin of the ayah? The origin of the ayah is this, that if you read the start of it, it's actually referring to the jinns and the shayateen. Don't worry, it's not going to be a lecture on jinns and shayateen. Although as interesting as that is, and as much as I enjoy the subject itself, but uh, I have a topic that I need to continue. Uh, the people of the time were saying that, you know, all these jinns, we can't see them, these shayateen, you know, they, they're misguiding us. They have ilm al-ghayb. They must know something that we don't know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this ayah. Says I did not make them witnesses in of the creation of the heavens and the earth, nor did I make them witnesses in their own creation. And nor do I take those that are misguided, those that are on the wrong, as aids in my course. So he's telling the Muslims, he's like, look, they don't even know when the heavens and the earth, how they were created. They don't even know how they they themselves were created and you're worried about them knowing that which is unknown the ilm al ghayb and then allah says and then he will never take the shayateen those that misguide others as people to aid him in the cause so abu abdullah is reciting this to ubaidullah al-rajafi to highlight this person is always someone that was astray so now he's not going to take someone like this alongside him Amir al-Mu'mineen, when someone came to him and said, Ya Ali, why don't you just work with Muawiyah for a little bit, get your khilafat, and then dispose of Muawiyah. Amir al-Mu'mineen recited the same ayah, that we can never work with those that have already gone astray, those that lead others astray, those that are the enemies. We can never work with them.